What the hell's the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Well, there's the award-winning new intro for a second time to Upon Further Review. Which may not be Upon Further Review much longer, but uh, did you recognize any of those voices, David Moore? I only care about my voice, so of course I did. <laughs> Which one of the voices did you recognize, David? Mine. Oh, okay. Well, did you, did you, like, did you like it the most? Did you like it better than Brad Champ's voice? <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but... Uh, <laughs> Yes, we yeah. got Brad Sham doing the intro now, so it's very. This is very cowboy centric. David Moore is our highbrow. David, I don't know if we can call you a guest anymore. I think we have to call you a regular member of the Cowboys Upon Further Review podcast. Is that okay? Sure. You How, get, what, however, you guys want to classify me that we can actually say on the podcast. We, we you will get make, the same amount of salary as each of yeah, us. Yeah, we, we will. We, we will increase your title if you double just, my salary. I don't we, care we, about the title. Just we'll give you, what you pay me for this show. We'll hey, give you ten times what we're here, getting. You can treat me what, however way you here, want. Here's what we should talk about. Are we happier today than we we've are been? happier today than we've been on every other podcast or most of the podcasts since the season started? Are look, you happier, David? Look how well, happy guys, and upbeat you guys, we are. You guys sound happy, which is unusual for several of you. But <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, I, I've maintained all along. There's a difference in being excited and optimistic about Tony Romo's return and being hopeful for that this means there is going to be a playoff run in the offense. I think you can be excited. I think you can be optimistic. But I think it's very premature to say that his return makes you hopeful that this team is now going to insert itself into the playoff race. All right, so so what do you take away from yesterday's win then? I mean, it, going forward – what do you say about the impact that Tony Romo had on this club, especially with a game coming up in three days, four days? Well, significant. They're now three and seven on the season. Uh, they've won the three games he started and lost the seven he has not. They have uh, yesterday against Miami or Sunday against Miami, they were a dominant team in the fourth quarter. They took care of business. They controlled the clock. Uh, that is something they had not done in the fourth quarter of games when Tony Romo was not around. I think that injects a team with a confidence and, and you start to see some things go their way when you play with confidence and, and you saw that really for the first time in the fourth quarter in basically two months uh, in, in that win over Miami. In Tony Romo, you have a guy who is now 15-2 and two in his last 17 regular season games. He's operating at a very high level. Uh, he knows how to manage the clock in a way that goes beyond what his numbers are uh, when you look at numbers and quarterback rating and that sort of thing. So there's just a presence and a command with Tony Romo you didn't have before. All of that being said, this team is still 3-7 and seven going into the Thanksgiving Day game against an undefeated Carolina team. And if you lose that game, I don't know how hopeful you can be. Now, 
not only, though, did you get the return of Tony Romo, which certainly made Terrence Williams suddenly look all-world. Um, he reemerged, yeah. Yes, he did. But you also had Rolando McClain play by far his best game. That This was the Rolando McClain of last year. D- was the difference the fact that, his, as, uh, as John Lynch kept saying over and over and over again, he's finally got his legs under him? Uh, because I thought that he made almost as, he made as big an impact on the defense as Romo made on the offense. I agree. I thought he had a very good game, and and I thought you started to see signs of it uh, the week before. Right. Uh, you know, you, you saw him for the first time. You started to notice him on the field. Uh, he was hitting guys harder. He was stri- He was getting to ball carriers where he wasn't getting to them earlier in the season. And Jason Garrett had talked about, look, he missed all of the off season. Uh, after having the knee surgery, he really didn't do anything in training camp whatsoever. He was suspended for the first four games of the season and chose, by and large, to rehab on his own. Uh, when he came here, he was so far behind the curve physically as far as conditioning and where he needed to be, you, he didn't have a chance to be the player we saw for the majority of last season. I would argue you've seen that in the last two games clearly the best two games since he's been back, and that's an encouraging sign for the Cowboys' defense. Well, I thought Zach Barton, well, he, he, he wasn't – I thought the offensive line played really, really, really good yesterday. Uh, you know, Sue was a factor, but he wasn't a factor. What, what, how, how, did you, how did you see the offensive line? I thought they were erratic. I, I thought when, the, when they needed to step up and play their best in the fourth quarter, they did that. They dominated the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, in that five-yard drive or whatever where they didn't score, but it was just consuming clock. Uh, Darren McFadden ran 10 times for 42 yards. Miami's defense knew they were going to run Darren McFadden, and they couldn't do anything about it. Uh, but I thought they were erratic. I, I thought Tyron Smith had one of his worst games. Um, you know, I, Zach Martin had a couple of penalties, but look, anyone who has to go against Ndamukong Sue, snap in and snap out, uh, I'm going to give a little bit of latitude because that's about as difficult of a job as you could have in the NFL going against him uh, over the course of a game. Olivier Vernon was a much uh, bigger issue than Ndamukong Sue was in that game. They, yeah. They, they couldn't block him. No, they could not. They could not. Uh, Free struggled a little bit. But overall, like I say, you, you still measure this on when the game is on the line and you need to assert yourself, did you do it? So from that standpoint, I would, I would agree with Barry as much as it pains me that, yes, that uh, they did have a good overall game from the offensive line. Hey, David, I, I want to go into a, a little potential for a story that you might work on this week. Sure. Um, now you got an editor. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't know yeah. if you're aware of yeah, this like or I, not. Like I don't have enough of those. Right. I, I don't gosh. know if you're aware One of this or not, many. but the Cowboys are playing Carolina this week, and Greg Hardy used to play for Carolina. So you believe that would be an inspiring Thanksgiving Day storyline? <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't is, know if is inspiring is quite the word that I'm looking for. Uh, maybe smothering might be a better word. <laughs> I, I I hear he talked to you fellas after the game yesterday. He talked, yeah, talked for about a minute and a half, which Ooh. is about a minute and a half more than he's spoken over the last two or three weeks. Of course, many would say, based on what he says when he talks to the media, taking a low profile is in his own best interest. Um, didn't say much. They kept saying, this is what you got. The first time you got this was the Philadelphia game when they were going against DeMarco Murray, who played for them last year, and they started talking about the nameless, faceless opponent. 
some of them wouldn't say DeMarco's name, and and the mannequin popped up in the locker room of the nameless, faceless opponent, and they carried it on the road with them and all this. Uh, Greg Hardy borrowed that line and started talking about how this game would be against the nameless, faceless opponent. And he said, well, certainly you still have some friends on that team, don't you? And he was going, well, who? What are you talking about? And they said, well, Carolina. And he said, oh, the nameless, faceless opponent. So uh, I, I think he figured out at this point maybe parroting Jason Garrett is the best thing to do going forward to avoid saying anything that's going to get you in trouble. Will he clearly be – will he be motivated against this club? Oh, from what I know about Greg Hardy and what drives him and what motivates him, unquestionably. Is that a good thing? Good thing for the Cowboys. Is it? I mean, I think I think it is a good thing. Because, look, look at the game against the Patriots. When he came back and, and it was and he made such a mess of that going into the game with the, with the things he, he said in the interviews. And during the game, he's standing there and he's staring down Tom Brady during every timeout. You know, just the weirdest stuff you can see on a field where everybody, all the rest of the defense is all standing around and they're talking to each other, and he's standing six yards away from everybody else staring at Tom Brady. But he played a great game. You know, he, he had two sacks in that game and was, a, was an unbelievable factor. That was his, his best game since he's come back to play with the Cowboys. So, I, I, to me, what that says is that going against Carolina, that the team that, that suspended him for, for 15 games – you bet he's going to be keyed up for that. What is, what is the key? Let's as long as we're talking about Carolina, David. What do you see the key to stopping Cam Newton would be? You know they're not they're not necessarily an explosive offense, but they're a, they're a smart offense and how they go about things. Uh, they play, in my mind, they play a little bit like the Cowboys did offensively last year, but without the explosive nature to it. Um, so to you're, it's, it's going to be three and out. I mean, it's, that sounds simplistic, but, you know, they don't make a lot of turnovers. They don't make a lot of big plays, but they just kind of churn and keep going at you and just keep, you know, punishing you. So if, if you can get them off the field and save your defense a little bit and, and make their defense work and stay out on the field, uh, that, that's the best way to go about it did, because they're not, a, they're not an overpowering offense by any means, but they're a very effective one. Did Sean Lee come out of that game unscathed yesterday? Yes, he did. What about Byron Jones? Byron Jones, certainly from an ego standpoint, I think took his biggest hit Two of his uh, rookie Two career. Touchdown catches, Playing yeah. cornerback instead right. of – Yeah, touchdown catch, and he gave up the uh, 47-yarder uh, to Jarvis Landry, got behind him right at the end of the first half, and that a bizarre sequence where going up 14-0 wasn't enough that, that Des Bryant and Terrence Williams felt that – the team needed extra motivation by getting hit with a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for excessive celebration. What a ridiculous uh, scene that was <laughs> as well. You know, and then, and then Dez's explanation was even worse. Yeah. When, when well, yeah. Dez says, oh, the team really could – we really – it was really good for us to do this. It's like, you know, whether you want to do it or not, the rules are you can't have two guys in an organized celebration on the field. That's just the rule. Whether and it wasn't with a it good thing for the team to do because it changed the entire momentum of that game. Absolutely. Until the no Cowboys question. finally caught themselves going into the fourth quarter. I guess you listened, you listened to John Lynch uh, a lot yesterday. He, he was big on that. But it, it turned the momentum – but it, it didn't matter in the long run. What, what was – I did not see this. What was Jason Garrett's reaction to that penalty? He, you know, he, he rather than focus on that penalty, he focused on that entire sequence, which means he was upset by the penalty. 
but, um, you know, he said, look, we didn't handle that sequence the way we needed to. And and he came back to, and, 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 you know, people were asking after the game, well, that was a horrible squib kick. Well, it wasn't a squib kick, but they told him, look, we don't want you to do a squib kick, but we don't want you to get it in the air either because that's going to let him return it. So do something in between. And so what you got was whatever happened. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, you know, to hit that 47-yard play immediately after getting that field position uh, behind Byron Jones, uh, you know, really really put them in a bind and, and took away, again, a, a, a dominant first half, 14-0, and suddenly it's just cut in half because uh, you have a brain lapse on, in all portions there at the end. But see, but, that's, that's my point about, about, about teams, about this team and about any team. Uh, that does not have good discipline. You yesterday, how about Jarvis Landry on the kickoff, and he doesn't catch the. And, and, and I realize that's not his role; he's not their their prime uh, kickoff returner. But he co- he doesn't field the ball in the end zone, and he lets it roll back out of the end zone, and now they're taking over at the three yard line. It's those kind of. And stu- don't forget the the punter Dar then with the late hit on right. It's late hit. Yeah, yeah. how often do you see that? And those are the kind of stupid things that get you beat because. My contention is, is that it's just like the return of Tony Romo. They, they bring him back, and he, and he doesn't – and this is nothing against Matt Castle, who comes in in the middle of the season. That's an impossible task to come in and do that. So I thought he played really pretty well, considering all things considered. But when Tony Romo comes back, he checks you out of a certain play that, that Castle or, or, or Randon Whedon is not going to do, and it has a chance to succeed. He, he, he runs out of the pocket. He, get, he makes something happen. These are all the kinds of – these are all the small plays that help you win games. But the stupid, thi- the stupid things only hurt you in big, big games. Because every team, as you just mentioned, every team does it. I thought this yesterday. Yeah, the Cowboys do it. Other teams do stupid, stupid stuff every week. Same kind of penalties, same kind of lack of discipline. It's the it's the occasional team that goes through the season with good talent that's able to subjugate that that Subjugate? Ego. I would bet you that the Patriots make fewer of those stupid plays than any other team. But, that, but the Patriots are my point. You know, I mean, they've got... Stalin running the club, and well, and that's what you need, right? That's what we all need. We need Joseph Stalin running your your organization. <laughs> no, I, I think the more you tolerate these things, the the, the, the more you see them. Do you want to return to Stalinist Russia? Keep that keep down. Yes, that's, that's keep down on one of the worst <laughs> dictators. Oh, oh, Mr. Literal. Oh, Mr. my Literal. God. Okay. Well, know your history. Stalin, I, I'm telling history. you, Stalin had eight guys in the box, and he knew. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? You he, was talk- a def- he was a defensive coordinator because because what they did in. They was the original Iron Curtain. Yeah, the Iron yeah. Curtain defense. All right, let's move on. David, David, on the on, on Cam Newton, one thing I'm wondering about this week is we've mentioned that Rolando McLean has played better the last two the last two weeks. We saw Sean Lee back on the field. How much of an impact will having those linebackers more in the flow kind of help contain a guy as mobile as as Newton is? Well, and that's where it comes from with a guy like that, where is it's such a threat and it's so powerful. Uh, you know, teams take different approaches whether they technically by uh, Cam Newton with either Sean Lee or Rolando McLean. I'm not sure about that, but I think they're going to give them uh, keys and, and plays where they just say, look, in this situation, you take this zone and you obviously know there's a good chance he's going to run. So you're going to have to stay disciplined. You're going to have to stay here, read it and react at the very last second, but be ready to take this away. I think you'll see that more than a true okay, Sean Lee, you follow him wherever he goes, and we'll just assign you to him. The, the Cowboys traditionally 
and Rod Marinelli don't like to do that. But it's a good uh, time for the linebackers to be playing well. Oh, no question. No question. And, uh, it, it, again, they, they did. I, I thought yesterday that the, the thing about Sunday's game against Miami was it was the closest this team has been to full strength all year. The, this is the team they thought they would have coming out of training camp, by and large, other than Orlando Skandrick and his injury, which took him out early in camp. This was the group they thought they would have. Uh, now, they were missing Claiborne yesterday, but they weren't really sure how Claiborne fit into the mix there. But so, they, were, they were also missing Joseph Randall, too, which might be a plus. Arturb. I have one word for you, Arturb. Arturb. Yeah. Arturb. I tell you what, for a guy that came in on Tuesday Isn't he the star to be goal? in that game on the fourth quarter, uh, shows you shows you how little confident and how Kristen Michael failed to pick up what they wanted to do in seven weeks when Turbin comes in here and makes himself a presence in the fourth quarter and a positive one. You know, he was in on that first on the, the Cowboys' first possession in the fourth quarter. It, it wasn't Darren McFadden. McFadden closed the game, uh, but Turbin was in there and they trusted him to to do some things and he responded really well. I thought. What did you guys What did you guys think about Turbin? Was it Was it the was it the fact that the the Cowboys' offensive line had worn down the Dolphins at that point, or was it well, some of it's his running style legs? and how he runs? You know, he 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 first of all he's a compact guy, big, uh, thick, you know, but 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 low to the ground. And a couple of those those runs you saw him get his pads way down. I mean, he's he's really he's got the kind of guys you'd like to see out there. Really. I thought there was a little explosion there. Oh, absolutely. I I think he's terrific. But here's the thing: at the end of that game, that's the offense that uh, they had last year. You know, the, at the end of the game, you know, the five-minute drive, and you had to put the game away. When have they been able to do that this year? Never. So, so this was kind of gets back to what they thought they could have all along. Now it's a different cast. But, but it's, a different, it's a different defense. See, that 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 is not a great team that they beat yesterday. Let's let's not get carried away. Hey, hey, hey! That defensive line is pretty good. But the the defense. It's also itself. a team that's already fired its head coach. Yeah. Well, absolutely, and I, I realize that. But still, you were able to put a team away at the end of a game. That's what you've been trying to do all along. So you mentioned Mo Claiborne a while ago. Is he going to be ready to play Thursday? I, I think it's going to be borderline. Uh, hamstring. Normally, you're talking now about a week and a half. Uh, that may be on the uh, that may be on the fast end. I, I think it's more likely to see him coming out of the Thanksgiving Day game rather than going into it. So that means that Byron Jones once again starts at corner. Byron Jones again. Yeah, I think that's what you're looking at. And what do we think about what do we think about the quarterback going into Thursday based on the fact that. He did take a couple. I thought the first tackle of the game when he threw the ball left-handed, I thought he got driven into the ground maybe a little bit late on on that play. But how did he come out of the game in terms of uh, shoulder health? He said he felt fine. But, uh, again, when you haven't played in two months and you get knocked around for the first time, I don't know that asking you immediately after the game is the true test. I think it's more today and the next day. And we even saw last year when he was – playing in what was arguably his best prolonged streak of his career. His worst game came on Thanksgiving when you had a quick turnaround coming off of a Sunday game because it disrupted his routine. I I would say in an odd sort of way, the fact he hasn't played much lately may actually help him going into this Thanksgiving Day game because you don't have the irritation and and the aggravation that you would have on the constant throwing motion with the back. He's not as banged up. If, yeah, I don't think he is as banged up as he was last year going into the uh, uh, Thanksgiving Day game. And like I said, he hasn't thrown, he hasn't had that repetitive motion and aggravation of throwing the ball that could inflame 
some of his issues in his back. Speaking, so if, of, speaking if, of repetitive motions and aggravation, here's I'm Barry. I'm not eating. If, if, Barry. If, if, if perchance the Cowboys do beat Carolina on Thursday, will you have the, yeah. po- will you have the pom-poms out then? No. What will it take for you to get the pom-poms out, David? They have to get back to 500 before I would get the pom-poms out. The season's practically over by then, David. That's week 14, <laughs> David. That. <laughs> that, could be week, that could be week 17 when they, when they, if they get to 500. Yeah, but I have week. a hard time advocating and swinging from the chandelier saying this team is going to do it when it hasn't gotten back to so 500. Are, are, are you, I don't I, care how bad the division is. Everyone keeps pointing to how bad the division is. Yes, I know it's a horrible division. And Dallas is 3-7 and seven and trailing everyone else in the division. You have to start passing some teams and put yourself in a position before you can start saying, look, uh, you know, just to say they're all going to come back to us. And, again, I, I'm just amazed. I hear people go, well, look, even if they lose this Carolina game, even if they lose this Carolina game, come on, they'll be 3-8. and eight. Yep. That means they have to run the table to get back to 500. With a game at Green Bay Carolina, still on the schedule. A game, game in Bay, December at Green Bay. In Buffalo. Buffalo. In Buffalo after Christmas. How's that and, shoulder going to feel in those temperatures? Oh, my gosh. it's uh, we'll, we'll see. We're it's, not talking uh, about your shoulder, David. We're talking about sure. the quarterback's shoulder. I, I have a little bursitis, so it hurts me a little bit in cold weather. So, But, but I think I'll get through. You know, the, the press boxes now are pretty well heated, so <laughs> that, that's not the issue for me at once. David. Can you leave us with something positive? Can you can you leave the listeners oh, feeling Mr. positive? Feeling now. I want I want David to to give us something Sparky Horn over here. Yeah, I want some. I want David to give us the, and the listeners something positive to look forward to on Thanksgiving Day. Hit us, David. Great turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that will happen on the field and thanks on Thanksgiving Day. Well, it on definitely won't be Luke Bryan. No, by the Cowboys. But but. You don't have to listen to Pitbull like you did last year. <laughs> that's the best I can do. That's the, Barry, that's the most I've seen Evan laugh in, in years. Well, that's because Barry thinks it was a Humane Society reference. <laughs> yeah. Who is Pitbull, by the way? Yeah, exactly. He's, well, he's from Miami. I do know that. He's from Miami. Very good. We're going to play a game at some point in time. Is this a song by Demi Lovato or is this a song by Ariana Grande for, for Barry? <laughs> well, I, I watched the the music awards totally last fair, night. I recognized nobody. Then David, why did you watch? Shock, it? David. What do you have positive for us? Because we why do look to it? you to be the voice. Because of... I don't have control of my remote control in the house. That's why. <laughs> what do you got positive for us for Thursday? As you guys know, I'm I'm generally a very positive, upbeat kind of guy. Aren't all uh, journalists? I yeah. Aren't we all? Um, I. They are competitive. I think they have a chance to win this game. If Dallas does win this game, I think it's a little bit more interesting going forward. I think everyone is more engaged out at Valley Ranch. I think certainly the fan base, many of whom are already counting this in the win column against a, a, <laughs> a team that has not lost this year and, and has won something, what, didn't lose like the last five games last year. Um, I I think it's competitive. They have a chance to win, and if it breaks their way, it's going to be interesting. So you know, if they lose, but I also, but I also think they could lose this game, and people are still going to say, "Well, but you know, you didn't win that one." But they're going to get the the rest of them. I, I just don't. I don't think you come out of a seven game losing streak and say, 
you know what? If we split coming out of the seven-game losing streak, we're fine going into the final five games. Uh, you got to start building something now. If you don't build it now, I don't. You had to start building something over. three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so if they you, need had, it, you needed it, you, well, you needed it before then. One, if you would have gotten it, at least a split of Atlanta, New Orleans, you would have stemmed the tide, and it wouldn't have felt as bad and gotten as bad as it did. And if you would have won either the New York or the Philadelphia game on the back end, you have such a different feel to this season. Now it's all desperation. Now it's such a fine line. And those little mistakes that, that Evan was talking about that every team does make loom larger. And when you know one mistake can end your season or your chance for a playoff run, sometimes people tighten up. And that's, that's what they're going to be the rest of the way. They're, they're going to be a very tight team, I think, going forward. So, they weren't yesterday, but, you know, l- let's see them going forward. So if they lose this game, are they gonna, is the reaction in the locker room going to be the same as Ohio State players, Ezekiel Elliott and Cardale Jones, saying, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to come I'm back. Out. Yeah, I'm Tony out. Tony says I'm not going to come back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're done. We're toast. They want a new. They want a new offensive coordinator. I just, I just <laughs> want to say this. There are certain people out of Valley Ranch who think journalism has changed since the death of Walter Cronkite. I just, I just want to say what we had here is there is a young Walter Cronkite out there at Valley Ranch, and David, thanks so much for showing the world what who the you are. hell was Barry talking about? <laughs> that, that certainly resonates with your listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like they know who Walter Cronkite well, is. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, Pitbull. Well, yeah, why don't you bring in, like, Efren Zembalis Jr.? <laughs> Edward R. Murrow. Murrow. Yeah. Hey, uh, David, thank you very much for your time and your positive Evan, thank words. you. Thank you, yes. I, I, I do try to spread. You know, again, it's, it's an inspirational time. It's a time for family. <laughs> we can sit at home and, and watch Greg Hardy play. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a time for everyone. Some that will, that will be real interesting. I, I, I hope Barry does actually – um, watch the game and and take notes. I'll be interested to see what the broadcasters have to say about Greg Hardy CB- on Thanksgiving just, it's, Day. It's a CBS broadcast. Jim Nance will bring nothing but good cheer to the game. Wow. I, I have I have a question for Barry. I know he won't be able to answer it, but <laughs> Barry. Yes. Do you read me? I hear you. You know, David and if, I. David and I Greg watch- Hardy. If Greg Hardy has three sacks. One interception enforces a fumble on Carolina's final I, drive, I see where you're going which with allows this. them to beat the undefeated Carolina Panthers. Will he get the turkey leg? Will, will he? Will he get the award from Phil Sims? Great question. Yeah. Great question. And will and he, he come out and have an answer? And come out and be no, I don't know the answer to that, but but he would have to come out and be interviewed. That's right. Uh by I, I, that's a great question. You know what? I'm, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm calling Phil. Name I don't dropper, believe that. Phil Name Sims dropper. Uh David, we will talk to you hopefully next week because we can't get any other guests. <laughs> I figure that's the was the bottom line on this one. No, too, David, so. you're always welcome. Always. Well, thank you. Have a happy Again, Thanksgiving, thanks David. Thanks so much. You Enjoy too, your time at AT&T Stadium, and we will talk to you later. Wonderful. Look forward to it. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Bye. Kevin, do you have any final words? 
You know, I was trying to work one in, it would be really good. Uh, I, w- I would have said that one thing about that when we talk about the linebackers and when you asked that question about them playing better, yes, I think it makes a huge impact on this defense because last year, uh, this which, week in which pres- area of the, of the defense led the team in turnovers last year? The linebackers. But you know, I also Bruce think it's, Carter, it's that much more important Lee, this week. I just with- wish you would let me talk about the time David and I lived together. And oh, don't, together. Let's don't talk about <laughs> that. Okay. Please. I w- I, why did you cut me off? The containment of Cam Newton, I think that's that's really important. With Absolutely. And so I think it was really big that, that Rolando McClain played so well uh, on, on Sunday. I think that this is a and great – And Sean Lee got on the field and came out on Absolutely. Yeah. So this is this is big. This is big for their defense. I think that that's right. That the defense is just now starting to come around to be the kind of defense it was last year. And I, I, I do give them a legitimate chance. What do you have for predictions? Give, give us predictions. scores. Go ahead. I want to say, uh, you know, I'm, I tell you what, because it's Thanksgiving <laughs> week, I'm going to give the Cowboys the edges. I'm going to say Cowboys 24, Panthers 21. Wrong. Go ahead. I am going to say. <laughs> I, I, I love it when Barry's so decisive. Wow. This is the most decisive he's ever been. I'm going to also say line. that Carolina will win 27 20. Right. I'm going with Evan. All right. All, well, all you people out there waging your salaries, you need to really pay attention to this. Wrong. <laughs> right. Because Let's say goodbye. Horn is so good that, at predicting these that's, guys. That's, Barry, I, as, hey, I, I picked Miami. Let's as Wade go. Phillips yeah, or Dave, Miami last week. Yeah. As Wade Phillips or Dave Campo or some other rum dumb Cowboys coach used to say, that's an ender. We will talk to you soon.